0: Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, we ask two questions. Two questions that we won't know the answers to until late Sunday afternoon. One, which Cardinals defense shows up? And two, what version of Russell Wilson will that defense face? First, though, more good news on Kyler Murray. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 498, and it starts now. There was a chill in the air as the Cardinals at the practice field on Thursday. It felt good, MJ, I'm not going to lie. And this is one of the benefits of having Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach because he likes practicing in the morning, which this time of year can get a little cold. But after so many months of triple-digit temperatures when it's upper 50s, low 60s, bright blue skies, and just a slight little breeze, Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Not all the time, but I enjoyed it.
1: But let's let everyone know we did have jackets on.
0: Yes, we did, yeah, because, you know, (laughs) we're a little soft here in the desert.
1: (laughs) Now, you know, it was. we'll get into the latest on Kyla Murray, but it was nice. Um, You know, they're still in in padded practices on Thursday. Um, Normally, once you get to a certain point, you kind of want to back off, but it was nice to see Chandler Jones back on the field, uh, Rodney Hudson and Calvin Beecham after a rest day, so that was encouraging, and, you know, We'll just have to wait and see when it comes to the other guys um, because, you know, clearly um, some of the guys are still dealing with injuries, and we'll we'll see who's in and who's out when it comes to Sunday against the Seahawks.
0: The news, though, is good, at least from my perspective, on Kyler Murray practicing for the second straight day. He didn't go through team stretch like on Wednesday, but he participated in the quarterback drills, throwing the football, moving well. It's not full speed. During these practices, but during the open portion, I like what I see. And I guess, as Kingsbury likes to say, progressing, trending, whatever terminology you want to use, it's Thursday. We still have a ways to go until Sunday. But you practice Wednesday, you practice Thursday. Barring any setbacks, you're on the field Friday. I see no reason why Kyler Murray does not play this week.
1: Yeah, and this is really the first time um, since the Packers game um, that he actually has been on the field, whether it's limited or not. He's been on the field, uh, and it was not the same thing today. He was doing a little bit more, it seemed like, just in the open portion. Uh, Didn't like he had a limp or he wasn't favoring his uh, ankle at all. So then, you know, tomorrow, and I think if my Niagara Falls math is right, Craig, if you get to Sunday, that's almost 24 days off that he's had since the packers game
0: that would be plenty of rest you would think although every ankle injury is different every ankle heals differently and we never got definitive word you know ankle sprain versus high ankle sprain because those are different injuries as far as the timetable to return and i understand the bye being next week but this is a division game. You don't want to go into the bye week losing two in a row and three of your last four. It's just not a good narrative locally, nationally, and then having to sit on that for two full weeks. So, And I'm not saying if Kyler Murray plays or doesn't play, that determines whether this team wins or loses on Sunday. You want your starting quarterback on the field if he's ready, and that was the indication we got on Wednesday. In his words... I'll play
1: if I'm ready. Yeah, and I thought you brought up a good point. Uh, Maybe it was a day or two ago when you talked about the the morning scramble. And, you know, clearly if you take Kyler Murray off the Cardinals offense, yes, we'll give Colt McCoy credit for the Niners game, but clearly wasn't the same. But Kyler Murray right now leads the NFL in completion percentage. He leads the NFL in 8.9 to 9 yards per passing attempt. So... When he's on the field, they're a different team, and you know, again, you got to be careful and make sure that he can withstand, you know, going out there, and hopefully his team can get off to a good start and everything else. But um, he, it's night and day, and no disrespect to the other guys, and and it's going to help having Hudson and you know possibly Beacham and Hump, and you know, according to Zach Ertz, you know those they, they really like the the outside tackles and in the center spot, and he said you could fill those in, interior with Sean Harlow, possibly Justin Pugh. Um, Justin Murray had a setback. Josh Jones. So we'll see. But, um, it, I mean, it's night and day. And this team's able to play complimentary football. Um, they're able to move the ball. And that really helps the defense. And, and I think that's what you got to anticipate. But we'll wait till Sunday and we'll find out more.
0: Kyler Murray throwing the football. Colt McCoy throwing the football. So. You're looking good with your number one and number two quarterbacks this week. Still no DeAndre Hopkins. Justin Pugh was seen walking back to the locker room as the media walked out. Buda Baker was not present, so we'll have to kind of figure out what is going on there with the Cardinals starting safety on the injury report on Wednesday. Limited with a heel issue, so... Did that happen in the game? Did that happen in practice? We'll wait and see on Friday. Corey Peters was doing some work on the side, so that looks good. And then the fact that Max Garcia for the second straight game, excuse me, the second straight day on the practice field because hopefully you get one of your two starting guards back on that offensive line. Yeah, and,
1: and you know we'll see. Harlow's played a lot on the left side. Josh Jones has played a lot on on the right guard, but i I think you know when you just look at the totality of having a healthy Max Garcia, I would assume he'll be on the right side just because Harlow and I could be wrong. I mean they're going to play the best five guys, but obviously availability is going to dictate who lines up where, but from a center and outside tackle position, they're good to go come Sunday.
0: Now, speaking of availability, you brought his name up, and we forgot to mention this during our last Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and that is Justin Murray with a setback with his back injury. He had been recently designated to return, which opened up a 20 21-day window for him to practice And the team to kind of monitor his progress. If he's not activated by November 24th, which is next week, then he has to remain on IR for the rest of the season. So there is a decision that has to be made between now and next week, November 24th. And when you're dealing with a back injury, that's, you know, you can be feeling good and then all of a sudden a setback in practice or working out or something. And then, you know, the Cardinals have to make a decision though whether to put him on the active roster or shut him down and say, you know what, heal up, and we'll talk about next year when the calendar turns to 2022. Yeah,
1: and and, and another guy that had a setback was Rashard Lawrence. Um, You know, I like him in there as a rotation. He did start in week one, even though Corey Peters obviously has more experience. So. Two guys, and right now, you know, cross your fingers, they only have two guys on IR, was Max Williams and J.J. Watt. So a lot of other teams, I guess when you start losing, some teams have like 14 guys on IR. At least they've dodged that bullet. Well,
0: IR as far as extended period of time. Yes, right. Because exactly. people will say, well, Chase Edmonds, but yes. he's expected return. But your point is, Williams is done for the year, and Watt likely done for the season. Right,
1: so that's good. I mean – and, you know, there's we looked at um, the Tennessee Titans early in the week, and, you know, they have 84 players that they've played, and the Cardinals have 72, and they have the most on offense with 36. So they, they've definitely been shuffling that line. Obviously, the receivers, we're seeing more of uh, Antoine Wesley, Andy Isabella's been active, Greg Dorich. Um, they've, you know, a couple of musical chairs at the tight end position besides Ertz. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a scenario where Um, If they can just get through this and get chased back and get hopped back, I think this team feels comfortable in the second half to where they get their playmakers back.
0: D.J. Humphreys is the only offensive starter to start all 10 games. Now, there are five others that appeared in all 10 games, but as far as starting, D.J. Humphreys, your left tackle, who earlier in his career after that redshirt season, had issues staying on the football field. But here you have your mainstay and one of the more important roster spots or roster positions, left tackle, in the game. And D.J. Humphreys, yeah, he got beat a couple of times in recent weeks, but for the most part, Humphreys is still one of the better left tackles in the game, and he's proven it because of his durability.
1: Yeah, and, you know, obviously Hudson missed the game. That was more ribs, too. And then Kelvin Beecham-Ribs. And, and and again, the good news is these guys were able to return. You know, that's got to be a, a pain tolerance when you're when you're dealing with that. So ideally, I'd like to have them all there. But I, I think that, you know, Sean Kugler feels like he's created some depth. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But the fact is that, you know, Hump has been really durable. Um, yes, he's going to play 65, 70 snaps. You're going to give up some pressures. I thought he gave up a couple pressures last week. But hey, that's the NFL. And, I give Phil Snow and the Panthers quite a lot. They they were able to create some mismatches on the on, on the front seven.
0: Pro Bowl voting is underway, nfl.com slash Pro Bowl Votes. You can vote early, you can vote often. Voting runs through December 16th. Vote for your favorite Cardinals player, Kyler Murray, James Conner, Marcus Golden, Buda Baker. The game is Sunday, February 6th in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Again, nfl.com slash Pro Bowl Vote. Before we start looking at the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and that offense, I thought it was – Uh, An interesting quote from defensive coordinator Vance Joseph on Thursday, and I can't remember the context or the question, but his answer, quote, we've figured out our formula to win, end quote. In other words, they know what they need to do and what they've done well in order to win. And on the flip side, they know what has given this team struggles or difficulty, whether that's on offense or defense, and why they've been beat, and you look at the two losses in particular, both home losses, and yes, there is a, a, a team that is struggling at home as far as undefeated on the road, yet 3-2 and two at home. So that needs to change. We mentioned the run defense, and it's hard for me, MJ, to kind of look at those two losses at home uh, from an offensive standpoint because one of those losses, Kyler Murray wasn't on the field. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on the field. And against the Packers, he only played 15 snaps. So it's And Chase to- Edmonds was hurt
1: the first play of the game.
0: Exactly. So it's hard to come up with a trend on offense because we haven't seen this offense lose games week in, week out, or on a consistent basis. But defensively, there are some trends that I know probably is not sitting well with defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, and that is what he preaches winning on first down. We brought this up on the Red Sea Report with Drew Stanton because if you look at those two losses, this team against the Green Bay Packers defensively allowed 4.5 yards on first down. So you can't get a team to third and long, Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden. You can't rush the passer like you want to. It was even worse against the Panthers. The defense allowed 5.4 yards on first down. 17 of the 31 plays run on first down went for four or more yards, including eight plays, seven run plays of 10 or more yards.
1: Yeah, and if you go back to the Packers game, uh, clearly the game plan was to keep you know Kyler Murray on the sidelines. but They had the nice one-two punch with Aaron Jones, who was also uh, fluent in the passing game. And then, you, you know, you, you look at uh, the previous game, you know, you, just from a standpoint of it was Christian McCaffrey and, and Cam Newton. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not ideal. And again, we always say, you know, if the Cardinals get a higher seed, they're going to have to play much better at home. And I think when they get their weapons back, I think that will kind of take place. But it's it's remarkable. We know the numbers this year are very even across the board. And it seems like maybe when you go on a business trip, um, you know what you're going on there for, where they're staying in a hotel and you go home in the morning and you go to the stadium. For some reason, when they go on the road, and that's six, um, what is it, five or six consecutive games, they've scored over 30 points on the road?
0: All five games.
1: All five games. Yeah. So, again, and they're not going to be a full arsenal. but um, So, I guess what I'm getting at is what they dealt with last week in McCaffrey and then Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We don't know the availability of Chris Carson, so I think there's a drop-off. Now, Russell Wilson, Houdini, he can get out of traffic. We'll get into you know what the Cardinals could possibly do, so I don't think they're facing the same backs that they had in those two losses.
0: Well, people keep bringing up the formula. Here's the formula to win. Here's the formula that teams can use against the Arizona Cardinals, and I get that, but in those two losses, okay, how many teams have an Aaron Rodgers? And then how many teams have a Christian McCaffrey? And in the case of the Packers, how many teams kind of have both with respects to an Aaron Jones and an A.J. Dillon as far as being able to do that? You can say, yeah, as Coach Joseph mentioned, we know exactly what is giving us trouble from a defensive standpoint. But you look at a 17-game regular season schedule, how many of those teams have that quarterback that can stay in the pocket and pick you apart read defenses and be very deliberate in his decision-making and a running back that is dynamic in not only running the football but catching the football. There are very few teams across the league that have one or the other and even fewer that have
1: both. And I, I would go back to week two with Delvin Cook. He's a guy that can run between the tackles. He can catch the ball. And, you know, you know, they, they were able to kind of you know, get time of possession and, of course, they missed the kick at the end. But, yeah, there's been some backs this year that are dual backs. Derrick Henry, he was more of a downhill runner. He had a late run in that fourth quarter where his numbers were pedestrian throughout the course of the game. So it's, 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 it varies. But, you know, when you look at uh, this matchup, I mean, um, just before we get into the defense here, but, you know, when you look at, you know, their weapons, you know, how do they compare to a week ago Robbie Anderson? You know, you throw in more. Um, you know, they didn't really throw the ball to the tight end. But I think on paper, Metcalf and Lockett could be more of a a matchup issue. Now, Brian Murphy's held his own. In fairness to Patrick Peterson, he did a nice job the last couple years. So, yeah, I mean, you may give up something in the run game, but their passing game, obviously, is Russell Wilson. And, you know, he he only threw for 161 yards. His quarterback rating was 39.3. He had 15 targets to Lockett and Metcalf only completed four passes.
0: And you wonder how much of that was Russell Wilson coming off four weeks off, three games missed because of that finger injury that he needed surgery. And then is this the week after a week of knocking the rust off, so to speak, is this the week that Russell Wilson becomes Russell Wilson? And I think that's got to be the expectation, even though the numbers aren't great. I mean, 20 of 40. I mean, you're completing 50% of your passes, and the next-gen stats are not good at all. 15-32 for 145 yards, two interceptions versus non-blitzes. 0-7 on deep passes of 20 or more yards. Russell Wilson's been one of the better deep ball throwers in the game, and when you have a Metcalf and have a Lockett, that's something, yeah, the Cardinals' defense, they need to be aware of. So, that's my expectation until seen otherwise because that's kind of how I have to have the mindset is to go in thinking, yeah, you're getting the Seattle Seahawks that aren't 3-6 and six, but are 6-3. and three. That has to be what you're looking at going into this game on Sunday.
1: Now, I will say this. They did hold Aaron Rodgers without a touchdown in that game. Now, he did throw two picks. Um, the rush defense gave up 4.1 um, they're actually tied for eighth, and they're giving up 125 yards a game on the ground, which is 25th. Now, the Cardinals, believe it or not, they have been getting to the quarterback, 25 sacks, where on the other side, the Seahawks only have 15 sacks. That's ranked 29th overall, and pressures, 24%. The Cardinals, when you start looking at their, their, their sacks and quarterback hits, the Cardinals are seventh in the NFL in sacks, and quarterback pressures, they're ranked ninth. So they're getting to the quarterback, and... Clearly, I mean, obviously, we talk about other issues, but, Greg, I need to say it. They got to get something out of Chandler Jones here.
0: This hopefully is the week because Chandler's had great success against Russell Wilson 14.5 sacks in 10 career games, that includes regular season and the postseason. He had a sack in the Super Bowl when Jones was playing with the Patriots, but that is one of those matchups that as difficult as Russell Wilson is to one catch and then bring down, Chandler Jones has had a great deal of success going up against Wilson.
1: Yeah, and I looked at those numbers and I didn't really want to tweet them out because I'm thinking, i got to see it, and uh, we all know that you know he's going into the last year of his contract, and you know uh, again, it's not a, it's about wins for me. And and he plays with a lot of passion. He practices hard, so I don't want to. But they need more production from Chandler Jones, and he's going against Dwayne Brown, one of the best left tackles in football. I mean, we look at this division, Trent Williams. You look at Andrew Whitworth. I mean, the left tackles in, in the NFC West, uh, and put Hump in there. I mean, they're it's they're they're really good. So. Um, and then on the right side, maybe you can move Chandler over there, where Golden maybe gets underneath uh, on Dwayne Brown. So again, I'm not—I don't need five sacks. I just need some hurry's pressures to where it can lead to turnovers. And if the Cardinals do have Kyler Murray, they're really a complimentary football team. But I'm not putting them on notice. I'm just saying it's time for Chandler. to to eat. Start eating because they need him until some of these guys get back. And again, I'm not questioning the effort. He, he I love the way he warms up. You can see the passion. Uh, he leaves. He's in great shape, uh, regardless of if he was on COVID, lost you know X amount of pounds. But they're going to need him to win some one-on-one matchups. Well, here's what will help,
0: and that is putting the Seahawks in third and long. Going back to winning on first down and allowing a Chandler Jones and a Marcus Golden to be able to rush the passer like you're supposed to rush the passer. Because on third and long, the quarterback one is going to throw the ball and hang on to the ball. And what we've seen recently, Aaron Rodgers, P.J. Walker, they're getting the ball out in under, what, two and a half seconds, 2.1, 2.2. So name me a pass rusher that's going to get to the quarterback when the ball is coming out of his hands that quickly. There is none.
1: No. And, and, and really, if you look at it, the leading uh, sack leader has 13 sacks. Clint Chandler's still in the top nine, believe it or not. Yeah. 13 sacks, and everyone, oh, this is the year, you know, they're throwing the ball more. 13 sacks, and that goes to Miles Garrett. Um, I will say this about the Cardinals' defense. Um, they're ranked uh, third overall, only giving up 6.4 yards. Uh, their rating is 87. So their pass defense is obviously much better than their run defense. Much better.
0: They are number four in the league in terms of passing yards per play. Number four. Now, the flip side is is they're 31st as far as rushing yards per play. So you'd like to see those numbers kind of a little bit closer to one another, but at the same time, a defense that is number five in scoring, number four overall, and, you know, top 20 in the red zone. But third in takeaways with 19, they're getting – takeaways now i'll say this about the seattle seahawks offense a league low six giveaways this season with russell wilson accounting for three interceptions so we'll go back to the formula that coach joseph said jump on a team early get some turnovers get some takeaways and put the offense on the field in good field position much like the Panthers were able to do on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and, and the Seahawks last week, uh, obviously they were shut out, but again, Rodgers didn't get in the end zone. Um, the Seahawks, uh, they only had two three and outs. So they were able to, you know, obviously when you ho- only throw for 161 yards and you're averaging like four or five yards per attempt, the numbers are going to get skewed. But the fact is that, you know, they feel like, you know, if, again, if Chris Carson's not out there, I think it's it's going to become a passing game. And I'm stating the obvious right here, so don't say, oh, uh, we knew that. The Cardinals are missing Hopkins, no, part, no doubt about it. I looked it up earlier, Craig. He has 35 receptions, averaging 60.8 yards, seven touchdowns in the red zone.
0: So all seven of his touchdowns have come inside of 20 yards.
1: Red zone. And we know he's juked a lot of people, especially in that Browns game.
0: And that's why it becomes difficult to find a trend, if you will, or what is the issue offensively, whether at home or on the road. And when you're missing your quarterback, you're missing your wide receiver, you know, I'm sorry, that's, that's 1A and 1B, if you will, when you look at this Cardinals on offense. Now, I think we got spoiled a little bit in San Francisco looking at that offense with Colt McCoy. i raise my hand. I firmly believe that, hey, you know, not that it's – plug and play and it doesn't matter but hey that was perhaps sustainable it's obviously not now Colt McCoy has to play again this week I would expect him to be somewhere closer to San Francisco than he was versus the Panthers those were those were two extremes on a spectrum now find some happy medium and I'm much more convinced that the Cardinals can win especially on the road in Seattle but This is going to be another game in which the defense needs to come out and force a couple of turnovers, especially early in the game. Change the game plan that Seattle wants to do. And this question mark about Chris Carson, twice now in two days, MJ, we have heard Jordan Hicks, Vance Joseph bring up Chris Carson and his expected return this week. He was expected return last week but did not play. He's missed five straight games because of a neck injury. And then Pete Carroll on Wednesday, quote, we're still working through it. And then asked about the availability of Carson for Sunday, added Carson, quote, didn't make the positive progress that we had hoped, end quote. Now, do you read into that on a Wednesday and look to see what happens Thursday and Friday, or you just assume, hey, he's going to play, until he shows up 90 minutes before kickoff on the inactive
1: list. yeah because he he he's a dur- I mean he's a durable back he' he runs between the tackles he can bounce outside he can catch the ball in the backfield so you you have to prepare for him um, but if not it's Alex Collins uh, Russell Wilson will run a little bit there. But um, that that would be a big loss, and, and again, you you can't go in there and think, well, they don't have the Delvin Cooks and the Derrick Henrys, and you know, uh, obviously AJ Dillon and uh, AJ uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. So, but I I think that will play into the Cardinals' hand. Now the Seahawks are averaging two plus sacks per game offensively, so they're getting hit. Some games is only two, but the number is two plus. Every single game the teams are getting to the quarterback, whether it's two here, three there, four there, but the average is two plus every game their offense line's given up.
0: Well, Wilson's, Wilson has been sacked 16 times, and you look, you bring up left tackle Dwayne Brown. He's day-to-day with a hip issue, right tackle Brandon Shell. He's got a shoulder injury. Now, again, some of these things are minor versus long-term, but banged up, but you could say that about probably 90% of the players in the National Football League right now.
1: Yeah, and and when you're talking about a neck injury, you you have to. Now, they already had their bye week, so they were probably hoping that he would return. Now, when Russell Wilson was healthy to start the season, 10 over 3. 10 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. So, that was when he was healthy. And, you know, maybe nobody will say he looked a little rusty, but just based on the numbers. Actually, it was just one interception. He one. had two interceptions last week. Okay.
0: So those first so he had, first, it was
1: 10 over 1. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So that's interesting. So, again, he protects the ball when healthy. So, yeah, that's that's the Russell Wilson we've seen over the years. He's Houdini. And, you know, I thought uh, Byron Murphy, you know, talked about their matchup with Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett. And, and uh, Cliff uh, Vance mentioned during the week how Tyler Lockett really excelled in that first half is they got to plaster your coverage because – they're they're going to run a route and then they're going to try to come back to the ball and if you know DJ Metcalf he's he's a speed guy he he puts his hand up throw it and we'll see if Wilson can throw it because last week he really couldn't throw the ball down the field so that would be something to look for but you got to plaster your coverage they've been thoroughly impressed with Marco Wilson just his smarts and everything else but um, I, I I do think the Cardinals can throw on their secondary but I also think. Um, the Cardinals' secondary can maybe slow those guys down if they don't have Chris Carson.
0: Metcalf leading the Seahawks, averaging 14.4 yards per catch. Lockett comes in at 14 yards per catch. Combined, they've got 11 touchdowns. But when you make a team one-dimensional or you get up, as the Packers were able to do in the second half and the run game's not working you're forcing a team to throw the football probably a little bit quicker than they want to but at the same time you know 40 pass attempts that's that's a lot last week but I'm convinced that this is this week it's going to be the Russell Wilson that we saw earlier in the year completing 72 percent of his passes a QBR rating of 125 versus the one last week that struggled and struggled on just normal pass attempts and deep shots that that was one of those practice games if you will and it just didn't work out plus now the Seahawks are at home and that's got a played to an advantage as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they've sold out 161 games. I read their release. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a scenario to where, you know, they're they're, they're hanging by a, a thread right now, and this can turn their season around. You know, you, I haven't really looked at their, their future schedule, even though we, we play them in Week 18. And, Craig, something that we talked about early in Vance Joseph's tenure here Man-to-man press across the board. You heard me say that so much. And then Patrick Peterson gets suspended. Robert Rolfer doesn't make the regular season, and so it's with duct duct tape. I'm noticing now, maybe it started in the second half of the season when they went to those NASCAR packages, and they were trying to create pressure without Jones on the field. They're playing a lot more zone now. A lot more zone, where you would think Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson are going to draw that assignment, but they can roll their, their safeties over. They can drop Isaiah Simmons back in the coverage. So that was the idea, but based on personnel, he's mixing and matching a lot on nickel-and-dime packages, trying to get his speed and playmakers on the field when it's third and, and more, maybe third and seven or more. And that's the biggest difference I've noticed with Vance. And i got to tell you this, Roy Green, you know, a couple of years ago, he said, we got to play more zone. And I'm like, what do you know, Roy? <laughs> and I and I got t- talked to him recently. He said, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you you need to play more zone? And it makes sense. Obviously, Roy was one of the best receivers, and he knew how to get off coverage Um, when a team was playing zone. So that uh, it's always good to mention Ray
0: Green. Absolutely. Wish nothing but the best for the Ring of Honor member. And as much as it pains him to hear it, the second best wide receiver (laughs) to ever put on an Arizona Cardinals uniform. And depending on how things go with DeAndre Hopkins here in the near future, maybe, Roy, you're... No, no,
1: no, we can't do that. Too. No, no. Roy wants to go break bread with us. He wants to invite <laughs> us out. To, he wants to break some bread and catch up. He's doing really well. Um, you know, he's he has his vaccination. He's got his booster shots. He's 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 coming along. So, um, you know, I always check in with him because I learn a lot when I talk to him.
0: Absolutely. Roy Green, one of the best ever, not only on the field, but off as well. A reminder, Bird Gang, Pro Bowl voting is underway. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Vote. The game this year, Sunday, February 6th in Las Vegas. Voting runs through December 16th. It's NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Vote. As we continue here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. I want to go back to what you mentioned, a couple of different things, though. Russell Wilson, as far as how difficult he is to bring down, and Byron Murphy brought up eye discipline because you have to make sure, yes, you want to get to Russell Wilson, but he also talked about slowing your feet down because he is very elusive, he can escape the pocket, can throw on the run, and it goes back to what we talked about in year one. Russell Wilson, you know, uh, became one of the – better quarterbacks in the league but he had to learn how to get there as far as making sure his legs were a luxury to use Kyler Murray's words now we saw Kyler Murray I think we're seeing that learning how to be successful in the National Football League and not just running you know because your first read wasn't there.
1: Kyler's definitely improved, and his teammates will back it up. How much he's improved inside the pocket, whether it's alignment, whether it's Christian Kirk. So, yeah, and Russell Wilson has the same you know baseball background to guys like you know Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and 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 Wilson. He's been in some training camps as a, as an, an invitation. Maybe it was the Rangers or the Mariners. So he's going to slide. He's not going to try to run you over. And that's what Murph said. You got to make sure that when you know he's going to slide, I got to slow my feet down. But I'm not going to hit him because it's going to be a 15-yard penalty he said I'm going to find it." so they're aware of that where some quarterbacks you know maybe it was Jalen Hurts um even Aaron Rodgers they're willing to take the hit um he's going to slide and Rodgers does a really good job sliding I should say too and one thing also on that game last night it was a downpour in Green Bay oh it was it was awful and, and that's a long flight home so but they are the home team we talked about you know um when you're playing on a short week um in this case, they're not uh, like the Cardinals had. You know, the short week and they played at home. But that's a long trip. And considering you know, people are questioning Pete Carroll uh, and, and Russell Wilson ever since he's been there. And the fact that they went out and signed Matt Flynn, he, they took him in the third round. I mean, he's. I mean, they should have two Super Bowls. They really should if they would have ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch and Pete Carroll would have championships in college and he'd have two championships in the NFL. It didn't happen. Um, but it, again. He's still Houdini, and uh, they've had a... Now, the good news is the Cardinals play well up there, and they play well here. I just don't think they're the same team from top to bottom. They've changed a lot of different things, including the coordinator. Ken Norton's been there. I think Pete Carroll allows him to call the defense. Um, But I just don't think they have the same talent. Like, when they had Marshawn Lynch and... Rashad Penny, that one-two punch, and, and they drafted you know Penny in the first round, and they invested in Chris Carson in the offseason. I think that's going to put a little more pressure on Russell Wilson where he's going to have to feel like, I don't know about 40 throws, but I'm going to run a little bit more, and if I can see these guys, their eyes aren't paying attention to me, I'm going to try to throw over to the top.
0: I think Carson might be the key as far as his availability on Sunday and what this game may turnouts and the outcome. But real quick, as you were talking about the weather in Green Bay, I looked up the weather in Seattle. As we speak here on Cardinals Cover (laughs) 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, it is raining in Seattle. The good news, though, Bird Gang, is you look at the future forecast, on Sunday, a low of 36, a high of 47. Now, there's a 40% chance of rain on Monday, but as far as Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, no rain in the Seattle forecast, well, but
1: that can change on a dime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's two twenty-five, one twenty-five there. Correct. Two twenty-five. Far here. as kickoff, yes. So it's going to be dark and gloomy in that fourth quarter. I, I can just picture a lot of Cardinals games, including the, the past of Michael Floyd with Carson Palmer, and they win the game. Yeah, it's just going to be dark and gloomy, and and hopefully. Um, they're going to have 65 to 70,000 fans. We said they sold out 161 times. They feel like they do have a home field advantage. And now, um, you know, it's a great place to go, watch a game on Sunday. But I, hopefully the Cardinals, uh, again – 30 degrees. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see if guys are wearing sleeves. Some guys are tough enough. They won't wear sleeves. But in that fourth quarter, it's going to be dark and gloomy. We've waited... Hopefully it's dark and gloomy for the Seahawks.
0: Exactly, as they walk off that field. <laughs> We've waited until week 11 before seeing this Seattle Seahawks team. So all the noise in the offseason about Russell Wilson and the number of changes on Coach Carroll's staff, that's that's still part of the narrative and description because I want to go back to what Pete Carroll said, and I believe it was – either the day after the playoff loss or some point this week, that week when he mentioned that they need to run the football more. He wanted to see this team not only be better running the football, but just running the ball more. You look back as much as it's the Legion of Boom, and yes, they have Russell Wilson, but 2018 they were number one rushing offense. 2019 they dropped to fourth. Last season they were 12th. This year heading into week 11. They're number 22. That's why I think if you do have Chris Carson, then that becomes an offense that you have to account for both Russell Wilson passing and Chris Carson on the ground because without Carson over the last three games, 90 rushing yards, 69 rushing yards, 75 rushing yards. and the past two weeks, the two lowest rushing totals of the season for the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, and in in the last four games though, this defense, I mean, they're top 5 in a, a lot of different categories including points allowed. Yeah, I think clearly I think people can connect the dots. Chris Carson's a weapon. You know, Alex Collins is there. Um but that's very pedestrian. And and that's when they when they were able to run the football and then that that defense was so stout they would force turnovers. You talking about complementary football. That's when they're in their heyday. And they were going on the East Coast. I think they're 21-7 and seven early starts, um, which hasn't been an issue this year for the Cardinals. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's Russell Wilson. So we can just that, – that's where it really ends. I mean, it's Russell Wilson, and, you know, who knows if he's going to be there next year and everything else. Um, you know, I, I still think Pete Carroll is a good coach. I just don't think he has the horses that he wants and in a lot of his injuries, and that occurs with any football team.
0: Wilson is the – what do you call it? He is the – the longest tenured starting quarterback in the NFC, and he still seems he still seems relatively young. And I don't know how much longer he wants to play. But you think Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, it's Russell Wilson, and then you got a bunch of young guys. And then Matthew Stafford just kind of he crashed the party, if you will, this season. But it's always been Russell Wilson when you look at the NFC West. And um, if this is it for him, I mean, go. Go to
1: the AFC. I mean, he's—we've <laughs> he's, seen you enough. He's had a hell of a career, and when he was there in the Super Bowl, he looked at the field and he thought, "How does Brady have all these weapons?" And that's when he was upset. I mean, I can make the claim right now. No, Kyler hasn't won any playoff games. Kyler has not been to the Super Bowl. Kyler's yet to win an MVP. But Kyler Murray is the best quarterback in this division. I
0: don't think there's any question about it. And heading into this season, I know there was some debate, and I think. You would Going into this season, I would have put Russell Wilson number one, Kyler number two, and then Stafford and Garoppolo to round out your four. Well, but, but now, through 11 games, I do think Kyler Murray has supplanted Russell Wilson as the most effective Dual threat quarterback. Dynamic. 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 I like that one better. And
1: if you you read the media, you would have thought Matthew Stafford was the best quarterback in the division. He was up until uh, Monday Night Football. (laughs) Yeah. And and listen, I am looking forward to to Trey Lance, Kyler Murray for the next five to ten years. We'll see what Seattle does. I mean, he could come back. He's under contract. But it just seems like maybe it's you know easy for me to say time to move on just based on what he said last year but maybe everything's good and if they can make a push here in the second half maybe you see stuff that in the future but yeah i i can say that with a straight face and i believe it
0: and he's one of those players talking about Russell Wilson does not lose back-to-back games very often 35 and 10 following a loss and let's
1: hope it's 35 and 11 after Sunday. I think the team they I looked at their release they're 36 and 12. So he's 35 and 10. Now he's 10 7 and 1 against the Cardinals. 10 7 and 1. So I I get it. He, you know, that's what they say good teams don't lose back-to-back games. Well, he's been one of the top 5 quarterbacks in the league since he arrived. So he, they don't beat themselves, but I, like I said, um, he's dealing with a different offense. Everything's predicated on their run game, play action. He can do the RPOs. He can do the zone read, and he's kind of gained some weight even though I know he he stays in shape. He's a little bit thicker, so I think he's willing to absorb some of those hits in the pocket where versus if he gets out, uh, he's going to slide on you.
0: And that's why Coach Joseph said he expects a heavy run from the Seahawks offense because, to your point, If you're able to run the football, you can do so many different things. You take that away from the Seahawks, then all of a sudden that's why you see Russell Wilson have to attempt 40 passes because he has to do it all by himself. And that's one-dimensional, not because you kind of took away the run, but they just don't have someone. Alex Collins is fine. Rashard Penny was active last week but did not play. So. They really just had Collins at their disposal last week, waiting for Chris Carson to come back.
1: Well, then I got to think we're going to see Tyler Lockett in the backfield, kind of like McVeigh uses maybe you know a Robert Woods when he was playing. That's just so you can get get on your 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 skates and get in the open field because, you know, uh, Tyler Lockett's he's a beast. He's a dog, according to. uh, I don't remember. He's a dog. And, and again, Matt will hopefully we get in his heading and he'll get a couple penalties. But he's more of a deep threat down the field. But i got to think they're going to try to loosen up this Cardinal defense if, the, if they're able to get to the quarterback and maybe you just do a couple screen passes where now they're trying to get yards after catch. Again, they don't have a back that was like Christian McCaffrey catching the ball in the backfield.
0: Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, 3-6. and six. The Cardinals will leave on Saturday for Seattle and play the Seahawks on Sunday. 2-25 is the kickoff. 9.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. A reminder once again, we're going to push this all the way through mid-December, and that is Pro Bowl Voting, NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Votes, NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Votes. Kyla Murray, James Conner, Rodney Hudson, DJ Humphreys, just to name a few on the offensive side. Marcus Golden, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker on the defensive side, but certainly K one and Marcus Golden. I think if you're looking for just one offensive player and one defensive player, specifically because of the stats, and that's that's really what Pro Bowl voting is, because as well as Buda Baker might be playing or DJ Humphreys might be playing, there are not a lot of stats, physical stats that you can look at a piece of paper and not have you know, pro football focus numbers or next gen stats numbers, but if you look at sacks and touchdowns and passing yards, that's what people want to see in these games, and that's why I do think Kyler Murray, Marcus Golden, will you be your best you sh- Will be your best shots at getting a Cardinals player in the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah, I t- I totally agree, and a lot of guys are worthy. We know it's a popularity contest. You know, the fans vote for 33 percent, the players 33 percent, the coaches, which is their peers, so it's 66 percent. Yeah, so in in that sense, yeah, I mean, it, there's they're well deserving. The way Kyler was playing, he was playing like an MVP, and he still can get there regardless. It's a 17 game schedule, and if he can play 15, that will go a long way. But uh, I I mean, I'm looking, I'm thinking ahead. Maybe Russell Wilson is the X factor, just keeping him contained in the pocket. I mean, it's easier said than done. This guy, it's amazing when you think you got him in the grasp and they let him play. He still can get the ball out, and you know. But it's going to be interesting to see just how the Cardinals' defense, because last week they started with three pass plays, the Cardinals, and that led to obviously the Hassan Reddick, you know, uh, forced fumble strip sack, and then you know obviously they brought in Cam Newton, and then they had another one where he threw it to uh, Robbie Anderson. But when I when I look at that, um, you know, the, the thing is when you, when you look at how they scored those touchdowns. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to have to just say, "Listen, we're going to Russell Wilson's going to have to beat us. We can if we can contain the run game. Russell Wilson's going to have to beat us." But uh, again, when when Kyler Murray and we'll see if the, how the offense changes. There was a third and one; they had gave it to Eno Benjamin. Connor was on the field. Fourth and one. I got no problem because uh, Colt did that in the past. But I got to think we're, the, with Kyler Murray behind the helm, we're going to see a different offense.
0: I think you'll be just as aggressive and you might see some different play designs, play calls, because to your point about how that game started last week, I mean, you spotted the Panthers at the Cardinals 15 and the Cardinals 41 on those two offensive series for the Panthers. And all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, it's 14 to nothing. That can't happen again this week, especially on the road. And,
1: you know, you look at James Conner, um, you got to feed him the rock. Um, you know, are all waiting for Chase to get back. And, you know, Benjamin was out there. So um, I got to think, you know, that's where they can utilize the play action. Get Connor involved. Get some hard, angry runs. Get to the second layer. And then all of a sudden they're going to have to drive up a bye in, in the box because now they're getting gashed in the run game. And then that's where the, the pass, uh, play action pass helps out. So I got to think Connor's going to be a big part of what their game plan is just because you have the bye week coming up. Um, he, he's not, he only had one game where he had 27 touches, and that's what he had some uh, rushing and receiving. He had three touchdowns in that game. So I got to think if I was them, I would lead on James Conner just to kind of slow things down, and we're going to play physical football. We're going to be a bully on Sunday.
0: You're teasing a lot of what's just, to come here just on Cardinals coming No, no just Russell Wilson as the S yes okay. factor. All right, good to know. We'll get into that on Friday. Before we head on out of here, though, a reminder it debuted on Wednesday night. That is episode eight of Cardinals Folktales Money Mike's Redemption. The story of uh, defensive back Mike Adams' roller coaster game in 2009, that wild card playoff win in overtime against the Packers. Go to youtube.com slash AZ Cardinals for all Cardinals Folktales. And original audio podcasts are available by searching Cardinals Folktales at your favorite podcast provider. Cardinals Folktales Episode 8 Money Mike's Redemption, available now on the Arizona Cardinals official YouTube channel. Very well done by everyone a part of it. And Mike Adams showed his appreciation on social media after the debut of that Folktales episode. Appreciate Mike Adams for what he was able to allow us to do to tell his story because that's the game that Kurt Warner played his final game at State Farm Stadium, Aaron Rodgers. Very new to the league, a lot of points. Carlos Dansby gets the attention because he scored the winning touchdown, but it was Money Mike Adams <laughs> who struggled and struggled mightily in that contest, but came up with the decisive play to send the Cardinals to New Orleans and the second round of the
1: postseason. Yeah, I thought Darren was great because he's obviously covered a lot of ton of games like we have, but more you know, um, you know more from a writer standpoint, he remembers a lot of different things. But he, I didn't realize how bad he played in that game. He was penalized. He was picked on. <laughs> it was
0: not good. But those are things but that I, you kind of okay, lose sight of because yeah. of everything else that happened. Well,
1: did did okay? Let's see. Let's say. Let's fast forward to today. It does it. Aaron Rodgers get that call? But him grazing oh, the face, face mask. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I, I think he got a tug on it. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers, he was looking for the call, but he was only in the league a few years. But, yeah, uh, he, was, he was. And, I, and I really like the the podcast with our producer Jimmy O'Mahandro. He talked to Mighty Mike about he was too small to play football, so he went
0: the swimming route. <laughs> and,
1: he and he claims he was the best in the state. <laughs> he said he could have beat anybody. Yeah. Uh, that was a great tweet that he said his kids got a chance to see it. He, they were crying. Out. That's awesome to be a father and say relive that memory. Uh, just great job with everyone behind the scenes on these folktales it really brings back a lot of great memories
0: episode eight cardinals folktales money mike's redemption available right now on the arizona cardinals official youtube channel and on that note we will put a lid on this edition of cardinals cover two presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals as always special thanks to our executive producer jim omohandro for mike jarecki i'm craig riolu we'll talk to you next time here on cardinals cover two